the children of the Force. Welcome to episode 133 of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. I'm Al Nowatsky, the adult. I'm Anna, and I'm 12. I'm Liam, and I'm 10. And, yeah, so we're this is um, we're recording this episode on Monday. Uh, last week, we lost an important person in Star Wars, Peter Mayhew. So we're going to start off the episode talking about Peter Mayhew. So, you know, we didn't know Peter. Not personally, no. right? Like, we didn't know Peter Mayhew. Um, and, like... But we met him, we did. Really nice. We did get to meet him. Um, you know, but, like... We're very lucky. Yeah. I feel like um, I have a really hard time uh, eulogizing, so that's, like, talking about the person who has died. Um, I don't feel like it's my place to eulogize someone I don't know, right? We can talk about, like, what he did, who he was publicly as a person... Um, but for me, like, I would rather hear from the people who knew him and, Mm -hmm. and kind of get those, uh, remembrances of Peter Mayhew. So, um, you know, instead of, and, and, you know, like I, 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 I think, you know, it's important to say something personal from your own point of view too. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but, um, I just wanted to hear from some of the other people. So I, I compiled some reactions from different uh, people who knew Peter Mayhew. And I thought I could read them out loud here on the show. Just to give a, a sense of the kind of person he was. Uh, George Lucas said, Peter was a wonderful man. He was the closest any human being could be to a Wookiee. Big heart, gentle nature, and I learned to always let him win. He was a good friend, and I'm saddened by his passing. Um, yeah, so that was, yeah, that was good. Harrison Ford, who, you know, was like, you know, he played Chewbacca's best friend, you know, like they were best friends. Um, Harrison Ford says, Peter Mayhew was a kind and gentle man, possessed of great dignity and noble character. These aspects of his own personality, plus his wit and grace, he brought to Chewbacca. We were partners in film and friends in life for over 30 years, and I loved him. He invested his soul in the character and brought great pleasure to the Star Wars audience. Chewbacca was an important part of the success of the films we made together. He knew how important the fans of the franchise were to its continued success, and he was devoted to them. I and millions of others will never forget Peter and what he gave us all. My thoughts are with his dear wife Angie and his children. Rest easy, my dear friend. Yeah, that was that was really good. Um, <laughs> I think his wife Angie is the person who um, is continuing to manage Peter Mayhew's Twitter account. Um, so we have had a few tweets from uh, from Peter Mayhew's account since he has died, right? Um, you know, retweets, things like that, and um, when there was a news story about Harrison or like a a press release basically about what Harrison Ford said, you know, because like the way these actors do it and stuff, they they'll write up something and they'll send it out to different news organizations saying like, here's my statement on what, on this thing that happened. Right. Mm -hmm. And here's, you know, what I'd like to say about, you know, Peter Mayhew's death and, um, Angie, uh, I'm assuming, uh, Peter's wife, 
uh, retweeted a story about what Harrison Ford said. And the headline was, you know, Harrison Ford on Peter Mayhew. I loved him. And that was what the headline was. And so she retweeted it or, or Peter Mayhew's account did. And they just said two words. He knew. (laughs) Really got me. (laughs) That one got me. I was like, Oh wow. So, uh, and, uh, Yona Suotamo, who we got to meet at Star Wars Celebration and who has, has picked up the mantle of Chewbacca and has become Chewbacca in the new movies, um, had this to say. He said, devastated to hear about the passing of a dear friend and mentor, the great Peter Mayhew. Peter's warm welcome when I came aboard as his double in The Force Awakens meant so much to me. Studying the character he helped create was always a daunting task, but one that was made easier by his tutelage and kindness as we sought to bring Chewbacca to life for a new generation. He was an absolutely one-of-a-kind gentleman and a legend of unrivaled class, and I will miss him. As the entire Star Wars universe grieves over this terrible loss, my thoughts and prayers are with his wife Angie and his family, and all of the fans whose lives he has impacted. Rest assured, his legacy will live on, and the spirit that he gave the character when he first donned the suit will never be forgotten. Rest in peace, my friend. I love that because, you know, like he really was all about making sure that Jonas was the best Chewbacca, you know, like he really mm-hmm. helped him, you know, and I think, um, you know, you, someone who has been a character for so long and then all of a sudden a new young guy is going to take over, you could be bitter about that. You could be jealous of that person. You could yeah. be, you know, and it seemed like, it seemed like Peter Mayhew was nothing but kind and generous with helping, you know, this, this new kid become Chewbacca. And I really, I love that about it, about the whole situation about Peter Mayhew. Uh, Mark Hamill said he was the gentlest of giants, a big man with an even bigger heart who never failed to make me smile and a loyal friend who I love dearly. I'm grateful for the memories we shared and I'm a better man for just having known him. Thanks, Pete. I always love hearing people call someone else by a name I'm not used to saying, you know, because of course the people who knew him probably called him Pete, (laughs) you know, Peters are usually Pete's. So, yeah. Anthony Daniels said, uh, just a couple days ago, actually, he tweeted sad after my three days in the Wi-Fi free zone of the way of the rainforest. So he was like off where there was no internet. In, uh, in Peru, I believe, um, to now find Peter has left us. So he came back out of the jungle and no more his chewy hug. It was noted long ago that of all we original masked players. So think of all the people you see in masks in the originals, right? Like all the stormtroopers, of course, but then of course, uh, you know, Darth Vader and, uh, Kenny Baker, you know, uh, David Prowse playing Darth Darth Vader and Kenny Baker and R2-D2 playing R2-D2 and um, Anthony Daniels playing C-3PO, right? People who have masks on. Um, He said that uh, of all we original masked players, only his eyes shone through. You could see his eyes. Those were his eyes in the Chewbacca mask. Uh, Which is why whenever you see photos of 
of Peter Mayhew and, and now Jonas Suotamo, yeah, when you see them with their masks, their they have eyes. the black around their eyes, yeah. exactly, so that it looks better, you know, like, you don't see this white, you know, peach-colored skin, you know, yeah. in, behind the, the mask. Um, yeah, so he says, uh, watch A New Hope in his memory and see those big, kind eyes once once more. Which uh, we should do. So I just noticed when you uh, <clears throat> when you see Chewbacca, you know it's skin under there, not bones. It's, mo- it's skin, not bones. <laughs> skin, yeah. not bones. bones. <laughs> All right. So uh, Billy D. Williams says much more than Chewy to me. My heart hurts. I will miss you, dear friend. Thanks for the great memories. Aww. And J.J. Abrams said Peter was the loveliest man. Kind and patient, supportive and encouraging, a sweetheart to work with, and already deeply missed. So yeah, those are you know some people who knew him in in life, and uh, since I already kind of wrote my quick little remembrance on Twitter, I'll just read that uh, what I had written. Uh, Chewbacca was a huge hairy monster who might just pull your arms off, but we still all wanted to give him a hug and be his friend. That's what Peter Mayhew did. Star Wars will not be the same without him. The kids and I were lucky enough to meet him and get his autograph at Celebration last month. It was obvious that he was not in the best health. He barely looked up when signing autographs, including when he signed my 1977 trading card of Chewbacca. But after he signed my trading card and my kids felt like they could say something to him, they both told him that they loved Chewbacca so much. Then, with effort, he looked up at the kids and smiled and nodded. And we all walked away smiling. And that's also what Peter Mayhew did. He made us smile. So That was very sweet, Daddy. Yeah, well, I do, you know, he didn't look up until you kids talked. And then he looked up. Did you, I mean, I noticed that. I don't know if you noticed that. But, you know, like, he wasn't, it was hard for him to look up. But, you know, I did get to see his chewy eyes for just a brief moment when he made sure he could see the kids who were saying how much they loved him, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, to Peter Mayhew, the galaxy far, far away will not be the same without him. So, so we're going to move on and, uh, talk about some of the Star Warsy stuff that we've been up to, uh, this last week. I finally finished Queen Shadow, (laughs) um, (laughs) and, uh, yeah, it was it was good. It was good. Queen Shadow by E.K. Johnson. Uh, and uh, even though it was a really laid-back book, like it was a pretty relaxing book to read, I felt full of dread most of the time that I read it. Um, you know, we talked about this so last like, week. The action? Where it's like, the so action. something's going to happen. You know, like, oh, no, yeah. something's going to happen. But, uh, you know, the dreadful thing that does happen doesn't really happen until the Clone Wars. Like, we already saw the horrible thing that happens, right? This book isn't Which about that. Is what? Just all the horrible stuff that happens to Padme in the Clone oh, Wars, yeah. you know? Like, think of all the uh, episodes she's in during the Clone Wars and then in, you know, Attack of the Clones, the Clone Wars, Revenge of the Sith, all those situations she gets in, the, you know... She gets kidnapped by Zero the Hut. She gets, you know, like, there's all these things that happen mm-hmm. to her, right? So, um... So, you know, like, and I think about, like, whenever I read comics that fill in the timeline, like, uh, like all the, like the Star Wars, main Star Wars comic that's filling in time between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, I always think, well, they wouldn't have, they have, wouldn't they have talked about this, right? 
like mm-hmm. all these huge right. things yeah. that have happened. Wouldn't we have heard about this in the movies yeah. if this happened? You know, it kind of it stretches believability. You know, um, like wouldn't wouldn't uh, Han and Luke and Leia have been uh, mentioning the screaming citadel in Empire Strikes Back? Like if I went through that. Where there's like basically like vampires wanting to feast on my energy and stuff, um, and I went through that whole huge oh, adventure of the screaming. Cit- that'd be like everything I talk about. Like, oh, this isn't as bad as the screaming citadel, right, Chewie? You know, <laughs> yeah. like I mean, I mean, you know. So it's like if they had gone through that, we probably would have heard about it. But you know, they whatever they fill in the timeline and then they say, well, they just didn't talk about it. They had bigger things to worry about. So I appreciated the Queen Shadow you know, was, was not a huge, like rock'em sock'em plot driven book and that it was more of a character study. Right. Because, you know, if there's this huge thing that happened to Padme when she became Senator, we probably would have heard about it in the Clone Wars. Right. What do you Mm -hmm. think, Anna? I don't know. Yeah, probably. What do you think, Liam? Do you ever think about that when you're reading the Star Wars comics? Like, did this really like this? It doesn't seem like they've gone through this much stuff. No. No, you don't think about it. No, <laughs> you just enjoy the comics. I just enjoy the comics. Uh, I envy you. <laughs> I envy you. So, um, it was Star Wars Day. Uh, we're kind of, you know, a lot of, for a lot of people, that's the lead. This is what's called burying the lead. Um, but, you know, Star Wars Day is a big deal to a lot of people. For us, I feel like it's, you know, it's fun, but it's not like we don't, you know, we celebrate Star Wars every Monday when we record a podcast. Mm-hmm. So, every day. Um, Every day. So, um, but for this Star Wars Day, Liam, Anna, you were uh, at Cinco de Mayo. Mm-hmm. At the Cinco de Mayo Parade and events. And it was at uh, my friend's birthday at party. At friend's birthday party, yep. Um, but Liam, you and I went with a couple of your friends to the Science Museum. Yeah. And what did and we do there? Vi- we did the video game exhibit. hmm And we also... We didn't really do the Star Wars stuff. Yeah, you know, we went there specifically for the video game exhibit because there's, like, the history of video games that starts off with, you know, Asteroid and all these old um, stand-up arcade games. Xevious, which I played quite a bit um, when I was a kid, and I and I was super happy to see it was there, so I played Xevious oh, and a also, lot. And also, me and, uh, Fred and, Bl- and me and Fred and Blaine, yep. my two friends that I went with, yep. they listened to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we raced a dinosaur. <laughs> what? A fake oh, one on right. the TV. <laughs> yes, they have that that racing thing wow. that you can do, where you can see if you can beat a dinosaur with racing. Yep, that wasn't a video game. That was, um, yeah, the uh, like the exercise exhibit that they have yeah. there. But um, and then in the afternoon we oh, went. Oh, to- hold on! There was a bunch of really awesome toys at the Star at the Science Museum. That was so cool. Um, so there's like this, I don't know how long that's going to be there, but like in the lobby, when you first walk in, in the Minnesota Science Museum, uh, there are these glass cases that are full of like original Star Wars toys from A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. And I was seeing stuff that I'm like, I have that. I have you walk. Oh, look, there's a, there's Wicket. I have that one. Yeah. Um, he walked I have up. the speeder bike. Oh, I used to, I used to have the Ewok village I was tree looking, thing. I was looking at the Ewok village and... He walked up to me, you yep. walked up to me, and you were just like, you walked up to me, and I was just looking at it, I was just looking at it, like, quietly and calmly, mm-hmm. and you walked up to me, and you were like, that's my wicket! That's my wicket! <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny, because you were, like, just, like, screaming, because you were so happy. You know, next time we're back home at your grandma and grandpa's, I'm going to have to see if I can find that Ewok village. 
What happened to that? Did oh. I sell that at a garage? I don't know what happened to that. He's just going to be looking for uh, it like, the whole time. I have oh, an idea on. of where it would be. Where? In the storage room. You know, like it's, Which one? Oh, the, yeah. uh, like 100? The storage room like out in the edition. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, up by the, in the piano room, you know, there's like a storage room. And then there's all the old toys are in the storage room. And we've been picking it over, you know, like uh, every once in a while I'll go back there. I'll be like, oh, let's see what I can find today. <laughs> these old toys that I Wait, used to play with. I want to look in there. Oh, it's pretty Me awesome. Too. Yeah, the the old the whole toy toy section. It's becoming as the years go on. It, you know, toys are are leaving because everyone else is doing what I'm doing. Like, oh, I'm going to grab some of my old toys, and you know, uh, <laughs> toys funny. are leaving and they're being replaced by you know boring grandma and grandpa things that Aww. you kids wouldn't care about. Like, I don't know, boxes of full of empty canning jars and. <laughs> You know, <laughs> ribbons and, you know, whatever. I don't know. Ribbons are pretty. <laughs> yeah, ribbons I love are cool. ribbons. I sure. Ribbons. Okay, well, hey, I don't mean to, <laughs> I don't mean to knock ribbons. <laughs> Didn't realize I was in the presence of such ribbon fans. Sorry. <laughs> One other Star Wars thing that I've been up to is, yeah. um, I said on the last podcast that I started Master and Apprentice, right? I don't think just you did. Just in case I didn't, no, I started I said, Master and Apprentice. I said Master and Apprentice was just sitting there waiting for us to read it. Oh, yeah, so I started it. You started it's, it. It's how good. is it? It's how, really how far good, are you yeah. into it? I'm on the eighth chapter, I think. Okay. And yeah, you're liking it? Yeah, it's good. Good. Am I going to like it? Uh, Yeah, I think you'll like it. You think like I'm going to love it? Yeah. yeah. I think you'll I'm really sure like I it. I think I need, you'll really like it. I think I need to start reading it. Yeah, you do. Um, Master and Apprentice. Claudia Gray. Yeah. And then in um, class today yeah. at school, yeah. <clears throat> me and my teacher got into an argument about whether the Phantom Menace was good or not. <gasps> Which teacher? Tom. Oh. Uh... He was like, he was like, an eight-year-old is like interested in this sixteen-year-old. I was like, actually, she is like fourteen to fifteen years old, and, and he's he actually like ten years 10, old. Yeah. And then he was like. Yeah, but 10-year-olds just don't have that thing. Like, they don't have that thing yet. They don't, like, so feel, can feel, they can't feel that way yet. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think yeah. he's... 10-year-olds can't feel that way yet. Nope, <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Right, not at all. I'm not 10. <laughs> no, Liam, 10-year-olds can't be attracted. No, they can't. To, no, 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 definitely no. not. Moving on. <laughs> well, well they, 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 can, they can be, like, attracted. Of course. <clears throat> but just, like, not in the way he was attracted to Padme, I feel like. No, so... Your teacher is... Uh, let me tell you how your teacher's wrong. <laughs> All right, and then I'm going to tell so him this tomorrow. He's, hey, he's, please listen to this He's episode. projecting what he thinks... He's projecting the future onto the past, okay? Anakin wasn't like, oh, I really want to make out with Padme, you know? Like, he wasn't... You know what I mean? He he was like... You know, he was... Um, It was very innocent. His. True. His, uh, maybe he had a crush on her a little bit, but it was so innocent. It's not like he was like, you know, I mean, it's not like he was an attack of the clones. Right. By any stretch, that right? was, oh my. And that like, was like, it come escalated on, in the time he hasn't seen her. It escalated a lot uh, in the time he hasn't yes, seen her. Yes. Um, and like, you know, he, he was, he was probably, uh, just, well, and, you know, we don't know what at what age do humans hit puberty in the galaxy far, far away. <laughs> we don't know the answer to this. We assume it's about the same as humans in our galaxy. So he's just hitting puberty, right? Probably, yeah, right? Probably. And, and, like, 
you know, yeah, of course. When I was in fourth grade, I had crushes. I, I looked at older um, students when I was in fourth grade and thought, oh, look at her. She's beautiful. You know, that's what I did. That, of course. What fourth grader doesn't? Um, I think <laughs> I Liam, have over here being a fourth grader. If you have one year older. One. Fifth graders. Okay, so. All right, moving on. Like you don't want eight hey, months. Hey, if you didn't want to talk about it, you shouldn't speak up. <laughs> six you months. sure you want to go down this road? Okay, Daddy. Yeah, <laughs> we're going down this road. Okay. You ready, Daddy? So when you you're old, when you were in school, there were people of a lot older than you in school too. No, it's because I went to a small town, not because yeah, I'm old. old. Not because I'm old, because I was lived in a small town. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was K through 12 in the same school. Yep. So uh, you were like, "Oh, that twelfth grader is so hot." No, well, exactly. Yeah, I probably was. Really? So when you were in yeah. fourth grade, you could. Sure. So I think I think your teacher is is taking Anakin from Attack of the Clones and putting that level of infatuation and desire onto little Annie from the Phantom Menace. I don't think that's there. I think he's putting it on him. So. He was, but he he who was also like um, my teacher mm-hmm. was also talking about like why what is the point of him doing the pod race? What is the point of all of it? It's just so he can save them all. I'm like, yeah, he's he's the prophecy states he is the chosen one. He'll bring balance to the force. And his argument was no, but he didn't. <laughs> And I was like, but they thought he would. Well. And he kind of did. Yeah, yeah, he kind of did. He is the chosen one. I mean, he did. He did destroy the Sith. It was foretold that you would destroy the Sith, not join them. That's what Obi-Wan says. Well, wait 30 years, (laughs) Obi-Wan, and then he will. Join and then destroy. Right, he did destroy the Sith. Um, Eventually. Spy from the inside, Skywalker. So, yeah. Hamilton I, reference. I, I Got a spy right. on the inside. That's, That's right. Skywalker. Anakin Skywalker. That's right. 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 That's right. Little Annie. So, anyway. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's interesting. Um, you know, I don't like to just dismiss people's opinions, but it sounds like maybe your teacher needs to think a little more about... Yeah. Uh, it sounds like maybe he's just kind of repeating things he's heard or, or just kind of rushing to judgment on it. Like, I think if you really... If you really kind of honestly think about some of like the choices that were made in the Phantom Menace as far as character choices go, I think most of them make sense. I think you kind of have to you have to come at it from a negative point of view to begin with and then say here's why I don't think this movie's good, right? And then you can find things. You know, and I'm not saying like it's a masterpiece of cinema. It's not high art. It's a Star Wars movie. Um, you know, like it's, it's, it's a Star Wars movie and there's plenty of silliness and things that I cringe at when I'm watching it. Oh yeah. Um, it's cringy, but, it's but, cringy. but, um, but no one ever, no, I'm, I'm, I don't think anyone's claiming that it should have won an Oscar, you know? Right. I don't know. Um, some people think it's the best Star Wars movie ever. Um, <clears throat> Liam. Well, and I think. What? You have, I think in the past yes, said have. that it's your favorite. Um, so well, speaking of, uh. Speaking of the Phantom Menace, this actually gets into something I was going to talk about for Star Warsy stuff, and I forgot. But now 
I remembered. Um, Amy Wishman Nalen on Twitter. Uh, she has uh, started the Phant- uh, this Phantom Menace 20, 20 days of the Phantom Menace, basically. So she's celebrating the 20th anniversary because it turns 20 this year by doing a thread of 20 of her favorite things about the Phantom Menace, one per day. And, uh, and I, and she said, I'd love it if others would join me in celebrating. So I did, I, I joined her and I'm doing it. And, uh, and I thought I'd go through my first five things because I've only been doing it for five days. And then next week, I guess I'll do my next seven. Um, so yeah, the first one is Qui-Gon shoving his lightsaber through the door. Such a great visual way to say, these aren't your mother's and father's Jedi. (laughs) <laughs> like we what? never saw Jedi do that before, oh, yeah. you know. Uh, number two, it's working. It's working. It's the best. Uh, gives me chills every time. And uh, and I stand by. I said it's a perfect shot, perfect acting, perfect directing, perfect score, and perfect sound. Pretty much. It's like everything working perfectly together. It's everything working. I just together. I love it so much. It all works together exactly. Yes, that scene is working. Chills it's working every time. Yep, just, chills just time. every time. Just time. That's yep. all it says. Uh, number three, the scene where they swim down to Otogunga, the Gungan's underwater city. Uh, especially the music. I love the descending. Yes, vocals. me too. <laughs> anyway, maybe I'll throw those in the. I'll throw those in so you don't have to listen to me sing. Uh, and I also <laughs> love so underwater cities. Oh, thank you. I also yeah. love underwater cities. Uh, like when I was a kid, I think I have them somewhere in the house here. I taped sheets and sheets of paper together to make these huge, uh, a huge like system of underwater cities. What? Yeah, like I would draw an underwater city on one piece of paper, and then there'd be a tube that would go to the edge of the paper. And it connects to another city, right? Oh, or another pod. Cool. So then I I draw another one on another piece of paper, and then I tape them together. And I had like like twenty sheets of underwater <laughs> cities taped together. So I think you know you had you could have done you could have cut all of the papers into fourths, so you use less paper. But oh, I like well. to draw big. But oh well. But oh well. Uh, number four, Padme Amidala. Yes. Number five, Ascension Guns. And I shouldn't just skip over Padme, because Padme wa- is, was awesome. Like, I remember sitting in the theater thinking, like, whoa, this teenager could kick my butt. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> yes. like, like just uh, that first scene when she appears to the Gungans on the screen, the, the wavy screen, you know, and, like, how, like, her commanding voice, her, her Amidala voice, uh, as we come to know it yes. in Queen Shadow. Um is just it's so good and she just commands so much attention and respect and yes i love her it's awesome uh number five ascension guns <laughs> and this is a funny this is like when i said cringy like this is one of the cringiest moments in all of star wars what i love about this is that a parody of star wars something making fun of star wars would never have come up with something this ridiculous you know it's it, it, it's almost like you can't make it up except george lucas did and it's ridiculous, which is why I love it. Ascension guns. All right, so that's my first five. Are you anyway. gonna do the the you said that boomer moment or whatever? Oh, you said the boomer. Yeah, yeah I think I will. You need to do that. But another one of my well, you know what? We'll get to him next week when we talk <laughs> about it. So, 
Usum da Buma. All right. Da Buma. But Misa no having da Buma. All right. Let's head on over to the news. Yeah, so you said this one. All right. So not a ton of news. There's still, of course, news from Celebration that we haven't talked about. But oh yeah. This week uh, there is good book news this week. So we're going to talk about some pretty cool book news. So on Star Wars Day. Uh, the Journey to the Rise of Skywalker books were announced on StarWars.com. So uh, I'm actually going to head on over to the website here, and we're going to take a look at them. Um, yeah, so the first big book. So this is these are all books that are going to come out leading up to The Rise of Skywalker. And the first one is called Resistance Reborn. Ooh. Yeah, by Rebecca Rowanhorse. That so beautiful. the cover is beautiful. Is. Yeah, it is so beautiful. Probably the best cover I've ever seen wow. in a Star Wars book. You like that, huh? Yeah, so it's pretty. so pretty. So this will be an adult novel out uh, from Del Rey, and the description says is that uh, it is going to be about uh, Poe Dameron, General Leia Organa, Rey, and Finn must struggle to rebuild the Resistance after their defeat at the hands of the First Order. In Star Wars: The Last Jedi, that so, was like pretty much what up. I thought Episode Nine was gonna be. <laughs> oh, that's so. This is okay. Gonna, this is gonna lead up to uh to Episode Nine. Yeah. When does it come out? This comes out November twelfth, two thousand nineteen. Mm-hmm. So yeah. No, gotta wait so long. Yep. So this is pretty oh cool. My gosh, um, wait, what? What? Episode 9 yeah. is coming out in December. I know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. It's coming. Um, yep. So It's coming fast. Yeah, yeah. Go, you're ready. Okay. All okay, right. So, um, <laughs> this book is by, yeah, so I said the re- uh, author's name, Rebecca Roanhorse. Uh, she is, I think, she might be the first indigenous author to write a Star Wars book. She is a Pueblo, so this is um, Native American um, from like Arizona, the tribe Pueblo tribe in Arizona, um, and that area, right? Of course, it wasn't called that um, for centuries, um, millennia, possibly. Um, people live there. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, and you know, she yeah, has written. Really cool. She's written some fiction from like a from an indigenous perspective right and uh it sounds like her other books have been really great so i might end up checking those out too because yeah people have just raved about her other books so i have not heard of the heard of her until now but uh this is one of the great things i think about um, star wars giving you know authors uh, a wide variety of of types of authors people from different backgrounds giving them um you know having them write books you know and it makes the books better and it gives better variety for the books, but it also kind of like, um, makes these authors more visible to a wider audience. So then people can go back and read their other books and stuff, you know, it's really cool. Um, yeah. Another book is star Wars force collector. Now this is a young adult novel. Um, set just before The Force Awakens, a restless teenager sets out to discover what connection his mysterious Force powers have to the fabled Jedi and what the Force has in store for him. 
So this guy gonna be in the title? I was a little skeptical. Mm. Force collector. Just, yeah. yeah. Uh, but is this gonna be? Hmm? Is this character gonna be in the I, Rise of Skywalker? I doubt it. But you never know. Because um, it does say leading up to the Rise well, of Skywalker. Well, sure. Well, what does this have to do with the Rise of Skywalker? It could be the idea that there are some Force-sensitive... like So this is before the Force Awakens. Right? Uh, he has mysterious Force powers. This is set, again, just before the Force Awakens. Now, there's been a theory that the, the when the Force Awakens, right, in, in the Force Awakens... Yeah. When does it awaken? You know, is does it awaken Rey. when Ray leaves Jakku or something like yeah. that, right? Like there there was a theory that the force actually wasn't like people weren't being born with the ability to use the force. It was actually not I know when the force awakens. Hold up. It was actually not just wait. It was actually not hold that thought. It was actually not in people. Like people weren't able to use the force for for you know this time in between um maybe Luke's temple getting destroyed and and the Force Awakens, right? Which isn't a ton of time. Um, a few years, something like that. Five years. Um, but this is saying there are, there's this Force-sensitive person who, who, you know, is there before the Force Awakens. So it must mean that there are Force-sensitive people all around the galaxy. Maybe this is someone who will be part of Rey's new Jedi Order or Skywalker Order. Who knows? Anna, what were you saying? When the I Force Awakens? I think the Force Awakens, when she forces that lightsaber... And it comes to her instead of mm. Kylo. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But they say it way before that in the movie. There's a force awakening. There's an awakening. Have you felt it? There's a... Actually. Yeah, that's yeah, true. They so say it, but so I think I know like when. I think I know when. When? When she puts her pilot helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> it's so anyway. cringy. She's like... Mwah. It's not cringy. That's endearing. She oh, puts I love it, that moment. When she, puts, when she puts her... Um, when she puts her uh, helmet on, the way she eats is like, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> so she eats like an actual person. No, <laughs> she eats weirdly. It's like mm, uh, her mouth like goes from side to side and up and down. It's like, <sighs> mm, she's enjoying it. Wow. <laughs> Not everyone can eat perfectly like you, I guess. Yeah. Anyway. Excuse me? So He's complimenting you. He's saying you can yeah, be perfect. There you go. He's being sarcastic. <laughs> so. All right. Moving on. Star Wars Allegiance. It's a Marvel comic. Um, they're on the run after The Last Jedi. Leia decides to reach out to, to her former allies, the Mon Calamari, whose shipyards once powered the Rebel Alliance. So that's cool. Um, then that's there's some so kids' cute. books. Oh my uh, we are the resistance. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's him in his trousers. Trousers? I mean, not trousers. It's <laughs> it's Poe in his, like... Oh, yeah. Finn and Poe are right beside each other. Yeah, mm. they sure are. So this is, uh, yeah, We Are the Resistance, kid's book. Uh, another Thank one called Emma. Resistance Heroes. Another one called First Order Villains. And I think this is confirmation that Kylo Ren is indeed going to be wearing that repaired helmet. Yes. Um, it will be Kylo Ren. There's the lightsaber. Yep. Yeah. Um, and his whole suit. <gasps> oh, it's a choose your, it's a choose your, your destiny. destiny book about Finn and Poe! Poe Oh my gosh! Oh, wow. Okay, I didn't think this would be the one that would... I guess I should have known. 
<laughs> you oh my up. gosh, they're having a whole adventure book together. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. So, t- over 20 possible outcomes, each of them resulting in marriage. Yay! <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Woo! No, two people don't have to get married if they love each other. Sure. Um, yeah, so that's going to be cool. I hope uh, one of the men's in them getting married. That uh, Who knows? <laughs> uh, also, Spark of Resistance, Ooh, which that is, is cool. this is going to be one of those junior middle grade novels uh that's kind of like uh the awake uh before the awakening and that han solo you know there was one about han one about leia one about luke um, yeah it looks like the same yeah type it's the same art yep phil noto is the artist uh and he'll be doing you know he does the cover but he'll also be doing art within the book like every 10 15 pages there'll be like a a little bit of art to go along with what's happening in the book uh so this cool. is uh the, the author of the book is uh, Justina Ireland, and the illustrator, Phil Noto. And the description is, When a distress plea goes up from the isolated planet Minfar, resistance... It's almost like they just make up these planet names. Mm-hmm. They do. Mm-hmm. Resistance heroes Ray, Poe, and Rose hear the call. Together they will face down a First Order battalion, terrifying flying creatures, and a weapon that could change the course of the war. Mm. Wow. Okay, that is big spoiler for the Rise of Skywalker. Well, I'm assuming they'll destroy the weapon and it won't be in the Rise of Skywalker. What? Uh, that was Avengers Disney. That was the best cover ever. Oh, yeah. Star Wars Adventures. <laughs> that was the name of the yeah. cover. And the cover was just like a bunch of white dots. It's black. It's black it's, and a bunch of white dots. Well, it's... Yeah, they haven't done the cover yet. It's, it's a comic, so oh. it's coming out in... <laughs> October, oh, okay. November, December. So yeah, they don't have the cover done yet. Um, so this one is uh, let's see, going to be written by John Barber and Michael Morecki. Morikai. Uh, this is an IDW comic, so this is like one of those uh, Star Wars Adventures kind of kids comics. Uh, the mighty Wookies of Kashyyyk must defend their home against the armies of the evil First Order. So the First Order is coming to Kashyyyk now, not just the Empire. Leave the Wookies alone. Please, yeah. people, they've had enough. Uh, plus, I uh, know. Plus, R two D two, C three PO, and BB eight team up on a on a top secret spy adventure for the resistance. Oh, cool. I think of C three PO so much differently now, no matter what he's in, even if it's a comic. Me too. Because we met. Because we did. Yeah, yeah. And we just like heard him talk. Yeah. In person. Right there. He was right there in arm's reach. Well, not arm's reach. But I could have climbed up the fence and jump onto the stage and. Oh, when we right when we saw him on stage. But we also were in arm's reach. Yep, when we got his autograph. Yep. Yep. So anyway, speaking of Anthony Daniels, he's writing the foreword for the new uh, edition of Ultimate Star Wars, which is like the big encyclopedia that will have every single thing in it that is of Star Wars, which is not really possible but they're gonna have a lot of stuff um yeah yeah so, that's not possible not really yeah, possible how, how thick do you think it's gonna be it's that, a thick book that thick <laughs> yeah yeah it'll be about my as thick arms as... are um spreading my arm's length basically yeah yeah it'll be a thick book um yeah and then uh there's gonna be 
Stickers. Some other ones, Those sticker books. Sticker, sticker books, yeah. Stuff like that. I'm not joking. Uh, a bunch of like Ooh, really little kid play. books, search and find. You know, oh, search like and that. find. That's and fun. this, the oh. art of Ooh. Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. Now, the image on the cover of this book, Anna, have you seen this yet? No. Liam, I showed Liam oh, this on Saturday. Somebody took the image. How cool is that? So hold on, hold on. Wait, what? But but We're talking Ray, about Ray's on the yeah. Ray's on the know, red side. Kylo's on the blue side. Okay, so but but they, cool. they they Kylo has the red lightsaber and Ray has the blue lightsaber. What does okay. it mean? So. Um, so this is the color co- looks better on the blue side and Ray looks better on the red side because they're different colors. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's concept art. It's it's probably you know it's not an image that's going to appear in the movie more than likely, right? So so let's talk about what this image actually is. So for people who haven't seen it yet or or want need reminding, right? So it's it's an image that's split in the middle, and uh, on the top half is Ray and she's pushing her lightsaber down what appears to be like into the water sort of she's on the edge of uh she's like on the edge of the water and in the water reflected is kylo ren in the same stance as her pushing his lightsaber up through the water and their lightsabers intersecting right at the water and with a big white light and uh yeah so like kylo's in like you said the blue water and ray is sort of standing above in in like a red landscape Uh, fire in the background maybe something like, like that red yeah. Lighting. yeah red light so it's just a great image and it's just really cool and it makes me wonder like are they like what are they what are they even going for what what did you know jj uh, abrams say like let's you know give me a painting that explores the concept of ray and kylo being two sides of the same coin you know or something like that right like what what is this getting at this image yeah. you know what what theme is this getting at and uh, and Liam, you, we saw on Twitter, Liam, you want to say this thing? Someone yeah. took the image and they, they rotated took the it. the image, they rotated it, and their um, their legs and their lightsabers together, they put like a red line in it, around it, and it forms a heart. <laughs> yes. They're, I kind of want to see that. Yes. Leg. Raylo. The Raylos are going to Raylo, and, uh, yep. and more power the, to them, you know? The, Maybe Raylo. Yeah, that's right. And the maybe Raylo, if they weren't mortal enemies, are gonna Raylo, I guess. I think that, that that's that's how I view it. I mo- think they'd be cute together if they weren't mortal enemies. Most of the Raylos, almost all of them, would agree with you. Like Raylo, for people who who are hoping for this, uh, hoping for this ship to sail, uh, hoping the for their for the Raylo ship to happen, uh, they you know, contingent upon that is, is, uh, it is contingent upon Kylo, you know, it's, Ben Demption has to happen first. Which I don't believe is right? going to happen, so, so, so like, I don't ship them. Ben really. needs to be redeemed, and then they should get together. Like, that's what a lot of, a lot of the Raylo, you know, shippers, mm-hmm. that's what they're all about. I think Ben should die. Well, we'll see. I think. I <laughs> just said that out, uh, like, randomly. I, I think... Call Kylo Ren if you're going to say I, you want him to mm, die, though. Right, Ben's already died, right? Yeah. Uh, according to Kylo. Uh, I, I think... I, I was just saying, because like, it's too sad here, seeing, like, thinking yeah. about Ben dying. Mm, yeah. I think... Uh, I don't know. I, I don't want 
Star Wars to be cynical and and think that there's not hope, you know. And I want to hold on to that hope for redemption um, because I think that's what Star Wars has always given us. But that I there's feel like there's hope happen. for a brighter future. And you know? like I don't really want it to happen. I don't know if it make a good story. <sighs> yeah, but at the same time, I want that hope. I want I want optimism. I want to feel. And we so, don't. I want to feel hope. <laughs> I guess. You know. I don't. Hmm. Just, I just, I think it should be the end. We'll see. Of the bad. It could be the end of the bad. He could go good. Why, why, why don't we want that? We want revenge. Because who? because we want revenge for him killing Han. Because he'll betray them. I he don't trust them? him. I know, but he will betray them. Could he earn your trust? No, he killed his own father. Yeah. Well. Anakin killed younglings, and in the end, he ended up turning back to the light and saving his son. So, yeah, guys, you know. and he tried to kill yeah, his Kylo different, her, like <laughs> father. Basically, he basically tried to kill his father because, like, you know, no, Obi Wan, brother. Oh, Obi Wan was like a father to him, kind of. Uh-huh. Brother to yeah. him. Yeah, true. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so. You know, if you would have asked someone at the end of A New Hope or Empire Strikes Back whether or not Darth Vader has any good in him, they would have said no. So, I think that's something True. I'm holding on to still, right? Alright, so, and then of course we're going to get the Visual Dictionary uh, by Pablo Hidalgo. This is, uh, the cover is not final, but it shows us a storm, uh, like a snow, first order wow. snow trooper, which... Uh, is so pretty, cool. yeah. It's, it's, it's different. It has a cloak. Yeah, a cloak. Yeah. Okay, that's different. Maybe yep. it's the new Captain Phasma. Uh, so yeah. So then there's uh, some other books like uh, the Rise of Skywalker official movie special, which is like interviews and behind the scenes. Uh, there's a uh, the Galaxy Needs You kids fiction. Uh, have you ever written s- by Kathleen Kennedy? No, no Caitlin, Caitlin Kennedy. Kennedy. Uh, and this says, have you ever stopped to think about how there is nobody else in the galaxy who is exactly like you? This empowering picture book celebrates young heroes in the making and features illustrations that follow Ray on her own hero's journey. Cool. So I'm not sure. It says it follows other heroes. That I wonder if that means really like cool. uh, heroes in our own galaxy. Like real life heroes and then and then it also follows ray i'm not sure um yeah so so that's that is uh the journey to the rise of skywalker books at least the ones that we know about i think uh for the most part that's going to be all of them pretty interesting stuff nothing super groundbreaking i was hoping maybe there'd be like a they were announced on may 4th so yeah a little bit more news uh we never really talked about disney plus but uh disney plus is the streaming service that's coming out november 12th 2019 right it is called disney plus we know that now uh and we were actually i'm not going to we were in line to get janina gavankar's autograph when i first saw the uh the tweet from Bob Iger that said it's coming out November 12th and here's what it looks like. And yeah, 
$6.99 per month, $7 a month, or $69.99 for a whole year. So that'd be two months free if you sign up for a year, which is pretty cool. Um, I swear they're not paying me to advertise, but now I'm going to list what's going to be on Disney Plus and why you should get it. <laughs> um, so The Mandalorian is going to be on there right away. Uh, they're not going to release the whole season. It'll be one episode per week, which is awesome, because that means we can watch it. We can digest it. We can talk about it. We can maybe watch it one more time. We can do a podcast about it and then watch the next episode, right? Oh, yeah. And not, like, I'd like not binging because, like, when they release them all at once, then everybody feels like they have to watch it right away. And if you don't, then you get spoiled. And, you know, one a week is yeah. great. One every two weeks I'd be fine with. Yeah. It's a whole hour of Star Wars. I mean, there's only eight episodes. Let's savor it. You know? Yeah. 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 So, uh, The Mandalorian. Cassie and Andor series, they say, will be out in year two. So, not in the first year of Disney+, Plus, but in the second year. So, that means at the very earliest, it would be out December Yay. of 2020. Yay! Um, because it's coming out in November. So, within year, year one will be all the way to November of next year. Uh, the Clone Wars, the complete Clone Wars, including the new stuff, will come out sometime within year one. It will not be out right away, but sometime within that first year. Also, by the end of year one, all of the Star Wars movies will be on there, and Star Wars Rebels. Why year one? Well, I don't know. There's, like, contracts and stuff, I think, because they have to let certain deals with other places expire, you know? Okay. Um... Not Star Warsy, but uh, also awesome. Uh, there's going to be a series called The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yes! That will be coming out in year one. Yes. Uh, Loki. The Ooh. series called Loki. And this year, these are all with the actors who all play them the in the movies. Yep. Nice. Uh, Loki will come out in year two. Uh, WandaVision will also come out in year two. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Right off the bat, when Disney Plus first comes out, November 12th, 2019, oh, every single episode of yes. The Simpsons... <gasps> every single that. episode of the every simpsons every single episode all of the <laughs> that's 28 seasons uh 30 i think now. Oh, yeah they're in wow. the 30th i think <laughs> so yeah a lot of really i mean that's like that's i'm basically those are like the very and re, oh they haven't they didn't mention resistance i'm assuming resistance will also be on there but i haven't heard anything about it yet but those are like just the very cream of the crop, like stuff that we are super interested in, but there's going to be tons of stuff that we're also interested in. Like, like Pixar, all of the Disney and Pixar but, movies, but like new Pixar stuff, you know, like, uh, like new short films that they'll Ooh. release. Just people, someone will make a short film for Pixar and they'll just put it up on Disney plus, nice. you know? Um, but like I can go on all like the Disney, the, like the Disney one. Mm -hmm. And I have, like, a whole list of Disney movies that I want to watch that I've never yeah. watched. Yeah. So I can literally just find them on there. Yeah, and, and I think... There might um, be a few that won't be on there, but, Most like, of the Disney... Yeah. I think the complete Disney movie catalog will be on within the first year. They won't be all on right away. Okay. Because, again, there's, like, contract yeah, stuff. that makes sense. Um, yeah, so Disney Plus. Uh, really looking forward. It's going to be hard to wait until November 12th. It's going to be so For hard. that. Um, yeah. But also, it'll be worth the wait. Uh it's going to be weird to watch an episode of The Mandalorian and maybe multiple episodes of The Mandalorian and then we're going to have The Rise of Skywalker like right at the same time. Oh yeah. It's so weird. It's so weird. Uh, no, it's too we're much. We're going to have to watch The Last Jedi before <laughs> The Rise of Skywalker though. Oh sure. To get like prepared. Oh totally. And review the books that one of us has read probably. 
Oh, the books that lead up into it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm sure I'll read that that big one at least. Uh, yeah, Resistance Reborn, right? So, yeah. One last thing. Uh, John Williams' Symphonic Suite for Galaxy's Edge is out now, including on Spotify, so you can go give it a listen. Uh, it was pretty good. We just listened to it before we recorded. Yeah, uh, it reminded me a little bit of the entrance music for Jurassic Park, which I think is kind of fitting because it's about, you know, it's park, park. music. You know, it's like, welcome to Galaxy's Edge. imagine john hammond saying that it's yeah. been a while since you've seen oh yeah i think i don't know who john hammond is but like Jurassic i can Park, but yeah i can picture yeah. that too when the big i think it was a brontosaurus even yeah Bronto, oh, or yeah diplodocus yeah. or brachiosaurus or whatever um is up on their hind legs and then they crash down da, 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 da. Anyways, love that moment Welcome love that moment Park. yep all right that's well exactly that's how he says it yeah, exactly. That's a great, great. Wait, what, uh, what was your impression? I think you want to do it again, though. Welcome to Jurassic Park. <laughs> Amazing. Well, <laughs> that's a. You even got the raspberry that he does after he says it. It's really good. I've never yeah. heard ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. Thanks for making fun yeah. of me. That's why we have so many listeners right there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, let's get to the fail. next. Uh, let's get to the next reason why we have so many listeners. Let's go have a joke. <laughs> Laugh it up, fuzzball. All no, right, that that makes them cringe. No, it's very cringy jokes. Yes. What do you call a smuggler who's glued to the ceiling, missing one side of his brain, hasn't shaved in a week, and loves to move a bunch of spongy balls all around at once? What? Ya old smoothie? Nope. A stuck up, half witted, scruffy looking nerf herder. Is it the son of a nerf herder? Is it nerf herder? Is it nerf herder or son of a nerf herder? <laughs> it's just, no, it's scruffy no, looking nerf herder. That was just what do you the call him? Who's glued to the ceiling? Why glued to the ceiling? He's stuck up. Oh, stuck he's stuck up. up. He's stuck <laughs> up. And then um, he lost half witted. Missing one side um, of his brain, yeah. Hasn't chased in a week. Looks scruffy looking. Yeah. And, and loves to make a bunch of spongy balls. Or <laughs> nerf herder. Yeah. That's great, Daddy. Well, you know. That's great. I it's am. not even good. That's fine. What do you call it? <laughs> it's glued to the ceiling. Missing what's out of his brain. You're Hasn't shaved totally in a week. And loves to, and loves to like, move a bunch of spongy balls around at once. Yep. 
Han Solo. That's what you call him. All right. Oh, well, that is so mean. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening to episode 133 of Children of the Force. And as always, thank you to those who support us over on Patreon.com slash Children of the Force. Your support allows us to do this podcast and to make it better. If you'd like to reach out to us online in other ways, you can contact us via Twitter. At Force Children. On Facebook, we are... Children of the Force. Our email address is... ForceChildren at gmail.com. Our website is... www.childrenoftheforce.com. Did you try? Had, uh, no, he did. I he didn't. totally did. He totally no, did. I didn't. He, did. he totally did. Head on over to speakpipe.com slash children of the force to leave us a voicemail that we'd love to play on the show or just record it on your phone and send it on over to forcechildren at gmail.com. And finally, please leave us a review on iTunes or anywhere else you listen to us. It really does help the show get in more people's ears. So we would really, really appreciate it. We love those reviews. And if you do leave a review, let me know that you left a review, especially if you don't live in the United States, because I can't view all of the different country codes of iTunes at the same time, Wait, which is a real, a review, it's a real a pain. Review saying I sent you a review? No, send us an email saying, oh, I left a review and I live in... Chicago. No, Chicago's in the United States, Liam. I, I, I different Australia. country. Thank you, yes, Australia or Japan. Japan. Yes, I don't exactly. think anybody would listen to our podcast in Japan. Oh, I, think, yeah. I think we've had a listener from okay. Japan. Definitely. Uh, I, I live in Canada. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. Four children but of the... What? He doesn't understand what we're saying. Or he or she. He that's or she. not true. Most people in Japan can speak English. They can? Most people around the world, a lot of people around the world, learn they know how to speak English, even if it's not their first language. Why? Um, because that's a very complicated history of imperialism, and um, <laughs> because of British imperialism and American uh, uh, capitalism, oh, okay. basically. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's a long history, but yeah, so a lot of people know how to speak English. Um, most... Like, a lot of countries just kind of teach it in their schools. Like, it's just a th- another subject you take, learning English. Like uh, which yeah, which really Spanish and... Well, it's like the way Spanish places. is here. It's even more than how Spanish is here. Oh, really? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's, it's like, like elementary English school. Here. It's like English here. Um, well, no. No? Because <laughs> English like here, you oh, learn like no matter art. what. No, it's more than art. <laughs> a lot of elementary schools don't even have art these days. So what? Yeah, you guys were pretty lucky growing up in your elementary school you to have, have art. art and music, and you even had Spanish for a while. But then yeah. that got that got cut, unfortunately. And science and got science cut got too. cut too. Yeah, but you learned science in your classroom. Yeah. Anyway. Four children of the force, I'm out. I'm Anna. <laughs> I'm what? Liam. What? And may the force be with you.